When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. I don't know about you, but I find myself coming up with new aquarium ideas like all the time. Now, I'm not talking about new aquascapes, mind you. Rather, I'm talking about different ideas for recreating various features I see in the wild habitats, you know, figuring out how to model their function as well as their form in the most realistic way possible. I'm a big fan of some of the more obscure features that you see in nature, as you probably know. And when you consider that virtually all freshwater fishes come into contact with stuff like botanical materials throughout their existence, it opens your mind to the possibilities when you're a botanical aquarium fan like I am. In virtually every body of water, you'll find some sunken branches, tree trunks, leaves, roots, seed pods, etc. Stuff which can create really interesting features to support all sorts of fishes and their lifestyles. And this doesn't require us to do a tremendous amount of aquascaping in the traditional sense. Rather, it's more about seeing how nature does it. You're like, what? Huh? What are you talking about? As aquarists, we put in this amazing amount of time trying to achieve a perfect placement for wood, when the reality is that in nature, it's decidedly random. And isn't there sort of a beauty in randomness, despite our pursuit of, you know, the golden ratio and all that stuff? There is. Think about it. Just because last year's big scaping contest winner had the perfect orientation, ratios, and alignment of wood and stones within his tank doesn't mean that it's a real representation of the natural functionality of randomness. And now you're like, okay, what are you talking about? Well, what dictates how and why stuff is distributed in nature? Think about that. When you think about how materials get around in wild aquatic habitats, there are few factors which influence both the accumulation and distribution of them. In many tropical streams, the water depth and the intensity of the flow changes during periods of rain and runoff and, you know, seasonal cycles, creating significant redistribution of the materials that accumulate on the bottom, like leaves and seed pods and stuff like that. Now, larger, more hefty materials, such as submerged logs and branches, will tend to move less frequently, obviously, and in many instances, they'll remain stationary, providing a physical, you know, diversion for water as substrate materials accumulate around them, sort of like a dam. Most of the small materials like branches, seed pods, and leaves may tend to move around quite a bit before ultimately settling and accumulating in a specific area. And one might say that the material changes created by this movement of materials can have significant implications for our fishes. In the wild, they follow the food, obviously, as we know, often existing in and subsisting off um, you know, areas that uh, provide these foods, what they can find. Now, in the case of our aquariums, this redistribution of materials can create interesting opportunities to not only switch up the aesthetics of our tank, but to provide new and unique little physical areas for many of the fishes that we keep. So-called microhabitats that sort of facilitate interesting behaviors and habits in our fishes while supporting their grazing and spawning activities. Now, fishes taking advantage of niches you can create in your aquarium is super important. It's not exactly novel, but it's often overlooked. The kinds of niches that you can offer your fishes can have profound positive impact on their lives. And the reality is that 
Even if we don't intentionally create them, we'll see these little microhabitats in our botanical style aquariums. That's part of the reason why I like more delicately branching pieces of wood and roots for my tanks. They open up a lot of possibilities and they serve an identical set of functions in the aquarium as they do in nature. Some of the best tanks I think I've ever personally created have embraced the random placement of these delicate kinds of roots to create sort of intricate, effortless, slightly chaotic, yet utterly functional aquariums. And there's a whole dynamic between the aquatic environment and the terrestrial one that you know I'm obsessed with and I think many of you are starting to get obsessed with too, which is pretty cool. The interaction between the terrestrial elements and the aquatic ones is really interesting because it presents this unique opportunity to observe how these combinations of materials foster our fish's natural behaviors in the aquarium as well. Allowing terrestrial leaves, for example, to accumulate naturally among the tree root structure that you created fosters a far more natural functioning environment as well. As these leaves begin to soften and ultimately break down, they'll foster microbial growth. I'm using the term foster a lot, aren't I? <laughs> they'll facilitate, how's that? They'll facilitate micro microbial growth, biofilms, and you know fungal growth, all of which will provide supplemental foods for the resident fishes, just like what you see in nature. Taking a more functional approach to creating our aquariums and their aquascapes is really something that I think we need to spend more mental capital on. The typical aquarium hardscape, artistic and beautiful as it might be, generally replicates just the most superficial aspects of these kinds of habitats and tends to overlook their function and the reasons why such habitats form in the wild in the first place. And sometimes this functionally aesthetic approach requires that we embrace a bit of randomness, not just in our designs, but in the function of our aquariums. At almost any stage of an aquarium's life, there's seemingly little random niches and evolving little environmental changes within the system that you can use to your advantage by planting aquascaping props. I hate using that term, but I'm thinking seed, seed pods, leaves, wood, etc. appropriate for the given niche. It goes beyond planned aesthetics. You know, oh, that piece of wood would look awesome there. And much like what happens in the natural environment, plants grow and fishes gather where conditions are appropriate. Fishes take advantage of opportunities to live among the debris and newly inundated forest floors, etc., 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 Reminds me of those little weeds that just seem to pop up out of the cracks in the sidewalk pavement. You can't help but admire the resourcefulness and tenacity of life, right? If you do, you'll find many times that not only has the weed utilized this little niche, so is a small ecosystem of other plants and insects which arose around it. In addition to being a little bit annoying, I suppose, it's actually quite amazing. It's a process which continuously occurs in natural aquatic habitats and in our aquariums if we let them. These small details which create these amazing functional components within our aquariums, random things or seemingly random things. When you're checking out your tank, don't just look for what you might think is the prime viewing spot where the perfect placement of rock is or whatever. Look for the cracks in the pavement in your tank, metaphorically of course. Those little details, those unique places where fishes can hide, forage among and spawn, the places where magic really happens. Embrace the more relaxed yet complex and fully random aspects of your aquascape. Your fishes certainly will. Stay observant, stay creative, stay excited, stay curious, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.